0: Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command, and the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in your busy schedule follow take command in the odyssey app or wherever you get your
1: pods it's time to take command with former nfl tight end logan paulson and former commander's beat reporter craig hoffman
0: Take Command podcast from odyssey sports i'm craig hoffman he is logan Paulson, make sure you are subscribed to us wherever you are watching or listening right now, so you do not miss an episode. That is especially important this time of year because we do have bonus episodes dropping uh, when news breaks. So let's say you know Thursday afternoon, uh, especially Thursday afternoon, because I don't have a radio show on Thursday and Friday because we got the NCAA tournament. Uh, will if, if they sign a backup quarterback, we can pop in, record fifteen minutes on it, and, and if you're not subscribed, you'll you'll never know. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you are watching or listening right now okay uh you mentioned the draft a couple times let's let's go there now uh what is the biggest question remaining for them and do you think it's something they address in free agency or is it something they address in the draft
1: well so first off i just want to applaud the team because i think they're approaching this in in a very forward thinking way and what i mean by that is that they are um if you can't see the video, Craig's just clapping. He's applauding.
0: I, so. I quietly applauded as to not interrupt the audio. And then Logan, <laughs> it was too much for Logan to handle. So he laughed and interrupted the audio. I
1: interrupted the audio. Um, so, <clears throat> but they the, basically what they've done is they said, we are going to address all of our needs in free agency, right? So they've gotten a corner. They've gotten a linebacker. They've gotten their defensive tackle kind of situation worked out. They've got their offensive line pieces in place. And so I think what that allows you to do is it basically says we don't have any incredibly glaring needs. Like there are things that we would like to upgrade potentially in the draft, but we don't need to draft anybody. And so what that does is it lets you kind of go into this mode of picking the best player available. So at 16, I know offensive line corner has been talked about a lot, but all of a sudden now you can say like, maybe the best edge rushers on the board for us here, which in terms of gamesmanship is an advantage because now all of a sudden teams go, well, they might actually pick an edge rusher even though they're Mm -hmm. stacked at edge rusher, right? And we already talked about the pain extension. I think it does kind of make that a little bit more likely because you need to kind of have a contingency for Montez and Chase, right? right?
0: If you can get Miles Murphy or whichever edge guy falls that you think is a tier one player, and then you don't have to worry about if you lose sweat or young, like you still want to trade one of those guys for assets next year. But like, let's say they walk and you just take the compensatory pick. If you got the replacement, that hurts a lot less.
1: Right. And I think so that, so that becomes way more viable. And now teams around the league, They know what Washington's done in free agency. So they say, well, shoot, if we want that edge player, we have to trade up. So I think it gives you a little bit more oomph in terms of trade, like real trade-up value. Because before, every team knew they need to draft a corner. They need to draft a lineman. So they're not going to draft this defensive end. They're going to reach on an offensive lineman. Now it's becoming much more pliable. So I do think that that is just good process. So in terms of need, Obviously, I think drafting at one of the like one of those three linebackers, four linebackers with high upside, I think would be great. I still think an offensive lineman, obviously, Chase Roulier is still in the wind with regard to his decision about this year in terms of extension, in terms of restructuring, excuse me. So I think that'll be really interesting. Tyler Larson is not resigned yet. So keep an eye on center like that is the one that's kind of, uh, you know, like flashing right now because they haven't. Right. There are solutions, but none of those guys are on the roster as of right now. Um I still think you need to find a guy you can play like who is a tackle, who is a true tackle because as much as Wiley is he played well at tackle last year he's a very scheme fit. And so I think you know he's he, I think he would be an excellent guard much like Cosme. So you're doing a good job as an organization of identifying people with positional flex, but I think you need to make sure you have a guy who can play right tackle on the roster. I just think that is that's something that needs
0: that to It doesn't do. seem like a bold take. Yeah,
1: right. Who's who who is who's whos got high upside at the position, right? And not that Wiley, Wiley can do it, but he is very kind of scheme dependent. So I'd like a guy that's got a little bit more, that gives you a little bit more flexibility, basically is all I'm saying. Will they do that? I don't know, they don't have to now, but I, I'd like that done. Center, I think center right now, biggest one. Offensive line, and I, I, because this is such a deep cornerback class, I know you brought in the guy from Minnesota on waivers, right?
0: Oh yeah. Cam Dantzler. We haven't even talked about him. Cam
1: Dantzler. I haven't watched him yet, but you know, kind of a... We'll try to get
0: a Cam Dantzler report next week.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then, uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch him by then. But what I'm saying is like, you've addressed that, but I do think you want to kind of play for that high upside corner. So I do think the, the things that we talked about two weeks ago are still on the table. It's just not necessary anymore in the same way that it was. And I think that just helps your draft process and makes it a little bit less stressful, which which is good. That that's that's how you want to go into the draft.
0: 100% agree. Um the other obvious one is they need a backup quarterback. And again, yeah, by the I time mean, this episode sorry. comes yeah. out, um no, I just it, yeah. by the time this episode comes out that might be taken care of. Um I think it's interesting that the top guys that we anticipated are off the board, uh, right. you know. Right, free
1: agent wise you're saying.
0: Yeah, free agent wise. You know, uh Andy Dalton off the board, Taylor Heineke, off the board. Um and those are the two guys Brissette, if I'm Sure. Uh Bracett still on the board. Um, There's a couple other guys and the one that's actually super, super interesting. I can't decide whether this would be a genius move or this would be like you're outsmarting yourself is Matt Ryan is going to get cut by Indianapolis. Mm, Like if you want if you want a mentor and a guy who's been there and done that and is detail oriented and like is a pro's pro, you cannot do better than Matt Ryan if you want someone who's going to be able to play football for you, you can do better than Matt Ryan at this point in Matt Ryan's career. Well, last year he was snake bitten uh, in Indianapolis. So is that who exactly who he is? Maybe not, but it's not like it was pretty the last year in Atlanta either. There's a reason they were trying to move on from him. So I I think he's a super interesting name that perhaps was, I I don't think it's like a, a surprise at all that Indianapolis is going to let him go, but certainly a name that wasn't being bantied about because he wasn't immediately available and and reports yesterday are that ryan is going to get cut and you'd have to think that like that's that's a name they should they should poke around and, and see what's i don't know what what do you think of it? you played with him you obviously know him uh, and what, yeah. he, what he can bring to a quarterback room so what do i mean you think I, of him I, like love Matt. I love that i love
1: his i love his leadership i love his approach he's a like you said true true pro A little bit, um, you know, kind of on the tail end of his career, obviously. Uh, But I do think he can win you some games in a pinch, right? And I think that's what a backup quarterback should be able to do. The thing that I would question is, (coughs) excuse me, is how much money is he going to want? That's the problem that I'm in right now with some of these guys. Because I think Jacoby Brissett would be excellent, but I think he's looking for that 10, 11-ish, you know, and they said they wouldn't give Taylor more than five, you know? I think Matt is looking for probably like 12 to 15, just knowing his career, knowing what (sighs) he's been paid. And I think he could probably get it. Like, look at good backups, right? They make good money because of this high upside play. And so I don't know if you, I don't know if Matt comes here for, for 5 million bucks. I don't know. You know what I mean? His career trajectory, what he's been paid recently. Like, I just don't know how many,
0: like how many teams are still looking though in that range.
1: But I think my, my, my point is that like, it's more for him. Like he just came mm. off a, he, he was like, what is he? A hundred million dollar quarterback for a while. He was making oh, $36 yeah. million dollars a year. Like he was like, he doesn't need the money. The situation has to be right. You know, the The pay has to be right. The situation for his family has to be right. Like all those things become a factor. And so like that, that's the only reason I'm like, is he the right fit? because it doesn't seem like the right fit. you know what I'm saying? Like, it just is like for him for financially, like, why would he come here? Like, and why would EB want him here? Because he hasn't been, like, I think it's interesting that they've called Chad Henney because Chad Hetty was mm-hmm. in the system. He was backing up, right? He's been a backer for a long time. I think that would be excellent because he knows the offense. He's an extra kind of coach and communicator for Sam Howell. But Matt's got to learn a new offense. And he probably got to pay him more because of the name, because of all this stuff. And then I wonder how the city here handles a Matt Ryan as the backup. Are they going to be calling for Matt Ryan earlier because of who he is? You know I know don't I'm saying? think like, so.
0: Because people are people are so psyched about how. And I think most NFL fans are like, man, that dude's done.
1: Yeah, maybe. You no, know,
0: like I, I, think I think more people would be mad about Matt Ryan because they're like, he stinks, he's old, he's I washed think. up, Then realizing that he's here to be in mostly the assistant quarterbacks coach. Right, and that would be a hell of a guy to be that for Sam Howell.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think if you want a guy who can mentor and do that, like Matt's the guy. And so I would be really excited about, about that if he came here, but again, it's, I don't know if that's the right fit for Matt. I don't know if that's the right fit for the team, but in terms of leadership mentor coaching qualities, like you're not going to find anybody better than that. Um, who else is available? I know we got a list floating around somewhere. Do we have that yeah, list? Yeah, no.
0: So I just pulled up the list, uh, for once I'm one step ahead, as opposed to doing the Googling <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, Carson Wentz is hilariously the first name on this list. Uh, Mariota, Baker Mm -hmm. Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco, I think is super interesting. Uh, Kyle Allen, obviously some ties here. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, Chase Daniel, Drew Locke, Brandon Allen, Josh Johnson, Nate Sudfeld, Nathan Peterson, Peterman, sorry. Cooper Rush is a name that's been mentioned. Uh, Obviously played uh, in Dallas and played well for them last year. Uh, John Wolford played for LA some last year. Those are, uh, Gardner Minshew. Those are the, those are the main names.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously Bridgewater, Flacco, Chase Daniel are the ones that kind of pop out of that because they're older. They've been around. They can kind of fill that mentoring role in a way that Cooper Rush, while a good football player, I'm not sure is equipped to do the same thing, you know? So I, I, I would like Cooper Rush, but I think I would probably lean one of those older guys. The problem is that the older guys, they know what they bring is valuable. So they ask for a little bit more money, you know, they ask for more, Mm -hmm. more resources. So it really comes down to what you're looking for. And I, I I really think you need somebody who can show him show Sam Howell how to be a pro pro. and, and have people like, what do you mean by that? And it's like, how do you study? How do you prep? How do you watch film? Like, how do you approach practice? Like, I remember being around Matt, uh, Matt Ryan and Matt Schaub in Atlanta, and they were like a well-oiled machine. You know, and like, they just, it was like, this is what we're doing at 6.30 on a Tuesday. You know, this is how we're prepping. This is what we're watching. You know, Matt Schaub is coming with a report for Matt Ryan. And it was just like, it was like this crazy, you know, like that's what it means to be a pro, an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And when I was in Houston with, um, gosh, Watson, it was the same thing with McCown, the backup there. Like they were on in lockstep. So finding a guy that understands his role as a backup in relation to the starter and can help mentor him, I think is extremely important. Um, And it, 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 I, and I don't think it's necessary, but I think it's an opportunity to elevate Sam Howell in a way that maybe one of these other younger guys can't do.
0: Agreed. I think Colt was a really interesting example of a backup here because Colt wanted to play. And I think that's the thing that gets twisted here is like, you don't need a guy who's just, you know, retired basically. And and is, is an actual coach. It's okay. If he wants to play, it's okay. If he still prepares himself. In fact, you want him to be ready to play. You want him to prepare himself. You want that competitive fire, but they just have to be able to do both. Colt very much thought that he could compete with Kirk cousins and, and you know, all the other guys that were here and wanted that shot badly to get a chance to play. That didn't affect how he acted towards that player. Right. And it didn't affect how he did his job as backup quarterback, which as you just very well described is a very unique job in its own right. Like you part of your job as the backup is to help prepare the starter in doing that. You're preparing yourself, Correct. but it's really geared towards the starter. And a guy like Colt McCoy did that very well and kind of straddled that line of both. My question would be, could for instance, Baker Mayfield do that? Right. And like Darnold signs in San Francisco, which is just a freaking steal, Uh, because if Purdy's out and Lance is not right yet, like Kyle will make Sam Darnold look as good (laughs) as Sam Darnold ever looked. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, how did everyone miss on Sam Darnold? And it's like, "Will you guys stop doing the thing where you pretend it's always the player and just realize that the constant thread here is Kyle Shanahan. Anyway, (laughs) sidebar, Um, you know, but a guy like Darnold, a guy like, you know, he's obviously off the table um, Baker Mayfield is probably the most talented guy available and he played all right for LA last year. Uh, he obviously was not very good for Carolina. Um, but could he come in and embrace that role? But also I think the risk is, and this is an interesting, you know, kind of philosophical choice as well. I don't know if they want Baker Mayfield because in a competition setting, a guy who's a former number one, overall pick crazy arm, quick release, lots of NFL experience, pretty good chance he beats out Sam Howell on the merits. Uh, and I don't necessarily think they want someone who's going to beat out Sam Howell or at least not beat him you know, soundly enough that they can't look at that you know, 38-year-old Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco and be like, hey, he's worth the upside.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so I think that's one of the reasons you like the older guy is because it's clear. You're like, you are here to support him. Right. And when you bring in someone like that, even though you might tell him, you might say, hey, Baker, you are. We're going to try and get the young guy going. We want you to compete, but it's probably going to go to Sam. That doesn't always go that way. You know what I mean? It's not as clear. It's not as clear cut. They don't. He doesn't. Well, and also, like, if they
0: genuinely compete, Baker's probably going to win.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Sam's pretty talented in his own right, but I I agree. I think he's very talented. And also, like, in in
0: if you take the projection out of it, right. And yep. and just like, where are they right now sure. in a, in an OTA or training camp setting, never the, an actual game, different story. Like Sam's a gamer, you know, all, yeah. everything, but like, if you were, if you're going to say who's going to be better at practice tomorrow, Sam yeah. Howell current version or Baker Mayfield current version, I know this is like upsetting to people who love Sam Howell and think Baker Mayfield's the worst quarterback ever, but like <clears throat> tomorrow in practice, Baker Mayfield would be the better quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I also think the personality of Baker Mayfield, like the big personality, is always really tough in this kind of situation. So as much as he is talented, as much as he's been a backup, like I don't know if you want that that noise in here, right? Because people are going to ask about him. The meat, Like we are going to ask about Baker Mayfield in relation to Sam Howell and what you're seeing. Oh, he made some throws. And Baker is not good, at least in my experience, watching him at like towing the party line and saying the right things. He's going to be very kind of of his opinion. And it's going to be very clear what he thinks, which isn't always the best thing for team building. Right. And I think that's something like I call it the Tim Tebow effect. Yeah. Could Tim Tebow have played backup quarterback for the New York Jets, be the third string guy. Yeah. But you don't want your third string quarterback having press conferences every day, talking about how cool it is to be the third string quarterback. Like you don't want that. And I think in this situation, that would be detrimental to Sam. And if you want Sam to grow, you want someone who can win you games but isn't going to be this big overbearing personality and i think that's what a guy like baker you know would, would probably bring
0: hey everyone this is brett boone would you know it i've got a podcast Right. And that's not all Baker's fault either. It's It's like the media intrigue and just, yeah, he was, he was one, one overall. Like, of course people are going to ask about him. He can't help it that, that that was, uh, where he was chosen and and how his career has played out. Um, I mean, obviously he's had an impact on his own career. You get what I'm saying. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that that happens sooner rather than later. Something, uh, we'll find out. I still think Brissette's the number one guy. Um, he would be my choice. I think he's the best combination of vet, you know, but can play uh but we'll see um i think flacco's super interesting he played pretty well for the jets in in some stretches last year uh so yeah i think i think there's some good options still available what do
1: you think Brissett gets because and do you think Brissett wants to be a backup because if you look at his numbers last year and no cleveland that is part of the problem
0: yeah um i think he wants to go somewhere where he's gonna have a chance i just don't know like who still needs a quarterback
1: yeah like that's
0: that's part of the the issue is like most teams are have their guy. I don't know how many teams are out there that you know. It, it maybe is is he interested in a place like well, Houston just signed
1: Case Keenum. Or like Arizona, Arizona, Arizona,
0: right? But the, I mean, he knows that Kyler is going to come back. Um, but he could definitely get some play time. Does he signed a one year deal and be like, maybe it, you know, because he's thirty. Yeah, it's not like he's a young guy, but at thirty one next year, could I get a you know a low end starter job? Like
1: a Geno Smith. I, kind of yeah wheel.
0: right exactly I, don't, I just don't know how many opportunities are available i still think he's probably expensive but the market is shifting like the nature of these jobs getting filled is that both there are fewer of them available but also fewer teams that need so it's like a right. very interesting market <clears throat> and does a team it, the really question is does a team get desperate and give brissette what he wants probably 10 11 million uh or is he just like you want to know what Working with Eric Bieniemy sounds cool. Um, yeah. This Howell kid seems sweet. I want to be in a good quarterback room. I think I might have a chance to play at some point this year. And if I do, I like the weapons they have, and I can be successful. I'm gonna go to Washington for for five.
1: Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, um,
0: and but like in terms, if on my board, if I'm like picking the options, sets one. Realistically, I don't know if they can afford it.
1: I agree. I mean, I totally agree. It just it just depends on what he wants, and I think the other thing is I, I think they'll get something done. But if they don't, like, do you draft a quarterback? Not high, but are you drafting like a Tanner McKee? You know what I mean? Like, is that? I kind of think they might, anyway. Yeah, Yeah, but I I I kind of think they might have a third. Yeah, you need some type of solution here, and I, you need to sign somebody. Is basically what it boils down to. Because I don't think you want Tanner McKee being your backup quarterback to Sam Howell. So that's something (sighs) has to get done. It just it'll be interesting to see what they finally decide on.
0: All right, let's just go yes, no, would you want them uh, if they're willing to sign here for a price that you like on the following? Marcus Mariota? No. Same. Same. Baker Same. Uh, Baker. Mayfield?
1: No. I mean, uh, no, for the reasons we just said, for Baker. Okay.
0: Teddy Bridgewater? Yes. Same. Mason Rudolph?
1: He's interesting. He's been a backup. He's been around for a little bit. I guess yes, but he would be like my second tier. Yes, you know what I mean? Like he would not yeah, be like I'm my first. I'm not that interested in. But but you know what yeah, I'm saying I'm like yeah, let's interested. let's say yeah. let's say those top guys are off. Let's say, you know, sure. like guys that we really like are off. Then it's like, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a bad guy. Could he win you some games probably like can he be a backup? Yes. Is he exciting? No. Is I guess my point. Yeah.
0: He'd be at the bottom of my tier two. Uh Brissett were both a yes if you yes. The price prices right. He's, Flacco he's
1: probably the number one. I would say yes yeah. for Flacco, just because I think he can Same. he's done it.
0: Same. Uh Kyle Allen, come back tour.
1: <laughs> um, prob- probably not. I don't know. Probably not. Same.
0: Uh Blaine Gabbert?
1: He's interesting because I never liked him as a player, but he seems to have found like a nice niche as a backup doing good stuff. So I'll say yes.
0: I agree with that. Um, he's been with Brady the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I would like him to take his back up to Tom Brady and be like, this is what Tom used to do. Right. Not that it's a hundred percent of like, this is what Tom used to do. Cause Brady's a, you know, like a freak of nature mentally. Um, and trying to put that same load on Sam Howell just doesn't seem wise. That's no disrespect to Sam. Howell. it's just like the mental stuff is why Brady's the greatest of all time. Right. Uh, but taking some of that seems valuable. Uh, chase Daniel, like yep. the ultimate career backup
1: yeah like absolutely i mean yeah. because he's like he's just done he's gonna want a lot of money i bet but like he's just done it and he's good at it he's been around great quarterbacks been around young quarterbacks old quarterbacks like talk about a guy who's the coach coach in that room like he's his his resume speaks for itself in, in this role
0: yes uh drew lock i'm gonna go no on that for the same reasons as mayfield
1: yeah, so I think it's a little bit different than Mayfield because he's not quite the same celebrity. So, like, let's say you're in that kind of tier two guy, Every all the big name, all the kind of good career backups are gone. I'd kick the tires on that.
0: Okay. Uh, Brandon Allen, been the backup for Burrow.
1: Oh. Past couple years. I don't Cincinnati. know that much about him, actually. So, maybe do you know anything uh, about he's, him?
0: He's 30. Uh, I believe he went to Arkansas. Yeah, he went oh, to Arkansas. Right. Um, He was in... Jacksonville for a while. He doesn't uh, blow
1: doesn't blow my doors off because I don't know anything about him, to be totally candid, but he might yeah. be an excellent backup quarterback. <laughs> so yeah, I need I, to I'm, do some homework I, on I'm
0: him. moderately intrigued at the bottom of like tier one, top of tier two, just right. because he's been with Burrow and it's like, okay, what can what can we learn from that? Correct. Yeah. Uh Josh Johnson circling <laughs> back around. <laughs> uh, um
1: probably not. I th- I think like, yeah, you know, he's a good like kind of People, like break class in case of emergency, like off the street, come to the team kind of thing. But I don't yeah. think I'd want him around too much. I've lived
0: that, that Josh Johnson experience <laughs> as a reporter in 2019. All right, I'm going to try to narrow this down to three more. Uh, Nate Sudfeld, talk I, about a return retour.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't hate that. You know, he's been around some good offenses. He was in uh, San Francisco for a while. Like he studied well as a, as a rookie when he was here. So that that seems like a nice fit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, that kind of Philly KC system. He's, he spent yeah. some time there. Um, that's that to me is actually legitimately not a bad, a bad one. Uh, Cooper rush Dallas quarterback played. He's on the higher end of like guys who have had some success on this right. list, uh, based off what he did last year, if we're being honest
1: about it. Yeah. And I think if you're looking for a guy to come in and compete and push, I think that's a nice thing. I think he's a little bit limited from an arm standpoint, from like what the offense can do with him at the helm type thing. But, um, Yeah, I I like that. I mean, he's probably a tier two-ish guy, one you know, bottom of one, top of tier two guy for me. But I think, yeah, if if he's available and they sign him, I'm like, cool, Cooper Rush, nice. Yeah.
0: And then the last two I'll mention, Gardner Minshew.
1: I am a big fan of Gardner Minshew. I like what he does. I think he's got a little moxie. I think, you know, I don't know how he prepares, but in terms of how he plays, I think he elevates offense. It's kind of, he's like Taylor Heineke, maybe a little plus. Like he's in that same group. So I, I like but he's got that.
0: that same moxie too. yeah,
1: which I love. I like that on a backup and it just depends on how he is in the room being a backup. Yeah. I think would be the thing with him.
0: And the last one I'll mention, uh, just because he's literally here at the bottom of this list, I'm looking at Shane Bouchelle, uh, 25 years old, was in Kansas City the last couple of years, uh, former Texas quarterback. So he's he's a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. doesn't have the veteran experience or anything, but he's been in the room with. That's ED. a Is deal. he a guy that they, you know, potentially bring in even as a fourth and try to have around during training camp and stuff like that? People, I remember uh, listening to the broadcasts last year uh, during or watching back the preseason game. Yeah. Uh, because we played or Washington played in Kansas city mm-hmm. and thus the uh the the replay on game pass was the home team broadcast so all, sorry, sorry to you Logan as part of the all-star crew for the Washington preseason broadcast but listening to Kansas City's uh announcers talk about Bouchelle like they seem to really like him mm-hmm. a smart guy um and he can play a little bit in terms of running around doing some of the Sam Howley type stuff a very very poor man's version but uh is an interesting guy